Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 771. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Ismach at Take10FortorahOrg. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Gansi family, Le'ilu Nishmas Chana Bas David. May the Torah we learn be an aliyah for her neshama. What I wanted to talk about today is something that comes up in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Korach, and that is the idea of Nefilas Apayim. Nefilas Apayim means falling on one's face. It's actually a motif of tefillah. It's a posture of tefillah, but the posture really dictates the mode of the tefillah. We have this a few times. I'll start um, with a story in show before we get to this week's parsha. Um, we have uh, the situation where Yeshua loses the battle of Ai, and Yeshua is very upset. He falls on his face. And so they fall upon their face and they put dust, or I'm sorry, they put ashes on their head. And by Yom Yeshua, and he davits, he says, What's going on? How could we lose a battle? It's the first battle that we had lost. Get up. Why are you falling on your face? Why are you going to this extent? Right? The Jews have sinned. And they broke my covenant. And it turns out that somebody had taken from the previous battle, from the battle of Yericho, and they weren't supposed to take anything, and so they're punished in this way. But Yehoshua falls on his face, and God says, why are you falling on your face? It's like, it's useless. There's no point. We see that there seems to be some sort of power to falling on your face, this mode of tefillah. The Pasuk in this week's parasha discusses as follows, Leave from these evil Korach people, and I will destroy them. And the response of Moshe is, Moshe and Aaron, they fall on their face. They fell on their faces and they said, O oh God, source of all breath, of all flesh, when one man sins, will you be wrathful with the whole community? And so, again, this tefillah, and more specifically than the words, but the posture, by falling on their face, falling on their face. So we have to discuss what this is all about. This uh, obviously translates into the what we call tachanun. We do tachanun every single day of the week. Um, Mondays and Thursdays we do an even longer version of Tachanun. A few weeks ago in a Take 10 we talked about the, the advantage and tefillah that we have on Mondays and Thursdays, the significance of Mondays and Thursdays, but there is a longer tefillah that exists then. But every day we do this tefillah, which is a um, falling on our face. We lean on our side, we don't quite fall on our face, and we'll see the distinction soon. But we do this all the time. So what is this all about? So this Gemara Miguel, the Gemara Miguel says as follows, and here's how you uh, begin to understand the stakes over here, like how significant this tefillah was understood. It says about Rav that uh, a few different things that he did when, when he was in a particular shul. It's Gemara Miguel of Chafbez. He says, uh, the Gemara says, Nafal kuli alma an payu. At what point everybody does tachanun, v'rav lo nafal anpeh, and rav didn't. Rav didn't say tachanun, he didn't fall on his face. Okay? The Gemara says, the Gemara is trying to figure out why, what, what's the reason he didn't fall on his face? Was it because of the floor? There's an issue of bowing down on floors, and, and again, here we're understanding that falling on your face literally means falling on your face, not just like leaning on your arm, but for now, we're falling on the, your face, and we're talking about why he didn't do it. The Gemara says, Adam chashav shani. An Adam Chashav, a significant, important uh, person, a Tamil Chacham, a scholar, is different. The halachas are different in regard to Tachanan. Because Rabbi Elazar, the Amar Rabbi Elazar, ain't Adam Chashav Rishai li Palal Panav, ella im kein nenaki Yoshua benun. 
A person is not allowed to say tachanun, or specifically to fall on their face, unless they are guaranteed results like Yehoshua ben Nun. That's why I started with Yehoshua ben Nun. He becomes the paradigmatic story of a successful tachanun, where God responds immediately. Right? Uh, because God responds. God says, Lama panecha. Why are you doing this? So we see, he should not have done it. He shouldn't have done it. It was unnecessary. So, unless there's going to be an immediate result to your tachanun, unless you're going to accomplish a goal with the tachanun, you can only be sure about that, of course, when you're an Adam Chashav, but that Adam Chashav should also know when it's not going to happen, and therefore you should not be using this tool, so otherwise you shouldn't be saying tachanun. So Rav Chibarav says, so you're right, so there's a lot of, the, the, the tachanun with nefilah sapayim literally falling on your face is very fraught. It seems like it's a type of tefillah we only pull out in desperate situations when we know we're going to be answered. But a tefillah, which is just like kind of on your side, Rashi says, Al Tzidehen, you're not noflin al panehem mamish, you're not really supposed to because of the stakes of falling on your face. It's something which is only supposed to be used when you know it's going to work. And most people don't know it's going to, when it's going to work, and therefore an Adam Chashav should for sure not do it otherwise unless they know, which I guess kind of means that they shouldn't really do it because they don't, they don't know it's going to work. Therefore, that wasn't confusing enough, therefore we should sort of like kind of do it. And that's why we do it on our sides. And that's indeed what our practice is. Now the Gemara says that this tefillah, the tachlan thing, the nefillah salpayim, um, was a very significant and powerful thing. It tells the story, the story of the Tanur Shalachnai, where you have this oven, and Rabbi Lezer ben Horkinus, he decides against uh, the majority, and then Rabbi Lezer, um, he, uh, he gets into a bit of trouble, he gets put into Cherem, and then finally at the end, uh, he's a little bit uh, offended about the whole thing. So what happened? Because of his decision, Rabbi Lezer was put into Cherem, and Rabbi Gamliel was one of the driving forces behind that Cherem, and so, ironically, the wife of Rabbi Eliezer, who was in Cherem, was the sister of Rabbi Gamliel. And she was concerned that Rabbi Eliezer is going to be davening in his tefillos about his misfortune, his difficult situation, being that he is in Cherem, he is in, uh, he's excommunicated and things aren't so good for him, and that will reflect badly in his tefillos on her brother, Rabbi Gamliel. So again, Rabbi Gamliel's sister was married to Rabbi Eliezer. So what did she do? She would not let him, she did not let him say the tefillah of nefillah sapayim, of falling on her face, falling on his face, excuse me, which comes immediately after Shemana Esrei. Then she goofed, and it was Rosh Chodesh, and she forgot it was Rosh Chodesh, she thought, or it wasn't Rosh Chodesh, she thought it was a, it was a no Tachlan day, and it was a Tachlan day, and indeed, which is pretty unbelievable, she found that he did indeed say Tachlan, she says, oh my gosh, get up, you just killed my brother. And indeed, Ramgamil dies that day. So he said to Hachnun, and uh, this powerful power to fill up, seems of pain, of suffering, of misfortune, and the result was his persecutor, not deliberately justified persecutor of Ramgamil, died. Now, just as an aside, it's important that, you know, he said it every day. She wasn't getting him to not say Tachlan. But it seems, according to the Ritva, the Ritva says at least that it's about the interruption between Shemona Esrei and the Tachlan, which is something we should get back to a different time. The Tachlan is supposed to be immediately juxtaposed to the Shemona Esrei without any sort of interruption, definitely not conversation or anything like that. And therefore, because somehow she was able to interrupt him every day, it didn't have the same power. But when it did, there was trouble. Now, what's the what's the idea behind this Tachlan? Why is it so powerful? Um, what's going on? So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar gives a few explanations. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar explains, Ha'achas, he says this on uh, our Pesukim over here, 
lemora hashchina. It's it's an overwhelming um, fear and feeling intimidated, overwhelmed by the shechina. He says kadesh yislabesh, but that boshes v'tznius. You're supposed to be sort of um, become humble by the presence of the shechina to cover your face to like collapse in that way. His second reason he says hashenis laharos tsar v'hachna to show pain and 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 submission. Somebody who falls on their face is in pain. And that is a level of tshuva, that, that pain and that suffering that we make ourselves feel. Why would we do that if not for the fact that we feel terrible about something? That, that, that pain, he quotes, that's the, the secret of the story of Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer, because that pain came out in his tefillah. That's the pain of falling on one's face, and that pain creates a very powerful tefillah moment. The Shlishis, the third explanation he gives, is Laharos Asira Schushav, Hargoshosav. We show our willingness to cover or really remove and ignore all of our senses. Uh, we're not uh, necessarily interested in doing anything else but pray. We're entirely focused on prayer. And that's why we do what we do. He, he comments, he says, V'hinei ha'umos marim ha'kavona hazos b'chimin ha'yadayim b'vakashos ha'tachnunim you know, this is what people do. They put their hands out when they pray. You know, we do things physically in order to sort of get a point across uh, into our minds mentally. Uh, it's like, you know, these power poses that they have nowadays where people uh, fake it until you make it. You show yourself a certain way, you display yourself a certain way, and you hope that it reflects within. And so we do this, we don't do the Nefilas of Haim falling on the floor, but we do it sort of where we fall on our left side, that, uh, for a different reason why left, but we are matin, we, we go litzdadim to the side to sort of do this. Like he said, the fear of the Shechina, to show pain and suffering, and also to symbolically close off all of our senses. Now this idea is something which uh, we should take seriously. There are other reasons as well, which hopefully we'll get into another time. Have a great day.